Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, This is going to be a quicker episode, and I'll quickly go into why it's going to be quicker. So uh, earlier in this morning, I spent maybe about two hours trying to record an episode, and I got to to the end of one of the takes, which was about 24 minutes, and I took out my guitar, and I was just being silly, and then I dropped my microphone. Well, my my man's microphone. So I actually feel horrendous about that, and I'm so sorry. Like, if he ever hears this, which he will, I'm at, I'm truly sorry, and I will buy you a new one. I swear. But um, when it dropped, the um, the memory card actually came out. So effectively, the 24 minutes it was erased. It it disappeared. It didn't exist. So. I'm making this episode quickly before I go eat my lunch, which is currently in the oven, and it's T-minus 15 minutes. It's going to be ready, so yeah. Uh, But anyway, I wanted to talk a bit about this one topic. Uh, I know Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it a lot. He calls it self-awareness. What and I'm going to actually take it from like the Kanye West standpoint, uh, you know, the old Kanye standpoint. Uh, if you guys remember his song, it's called Everything I'm um, Everything I Am. And the line that got me for years, right, was like, everything I'm not makes me everything I am, meaning you should just be OK with who you are and you shouldn't try to be anybody else. Right. And there's a difference between being inspired by somebody versus copying somebody or copying somebody that you're so clearly inspired by, right? So um, I wanted to kind of just quickly talk about me and how that kind of affects me, like that idea of everything I am, everything I'm not makes me everything I am and stuff. And to do that, oh, darn it, I don't have my a phone so I can't see the time on my mic but it's okay I'm not gonna spend that long so I'm gonna start off with some like little random stories because you know I like to ramble okay so uh yesterday after I went to my club meeting I hung out before work I hung out with my friend uh, my friend's a drummer she actually drums with like some local bands and some bands like in Toronto so, like she's a Torontonian and we met at like a meetup and this girl's amazing. She's awesome. She loves music. She plays a lot of other instruments as well. And she was the one I actually invited to Imsta. And we went around to a bunch of the different booths and just fucked around with like the uh, machines and with all of like the different things, um, the keyboards and like the different VSTs and stuff. So that was really fun. And took me out of my element of going for just one thing so it was great but we were talking yesterday and about like how we got into music and all of that stuff and you know she was like she knows like I'm really shy and stuff and she hasn't really heard any of my music but she's heard me kind of play a bit again from when we went to Imsta so she's like okay you do know music but um, I've never really heard any of your songs And I was telling her a bit of my story about like how from childhood, like basically piano has been, it's, I get PTSD sometimes when I play piano in front of certain people uh, or even in public. 
I try to keep it under wraps and I always like have this thing where if people are actively like focusing and listening to me I will play badly but the minute people turn around I'm basically like a Michigan a fox the frog from the Warner Bros the one that just rib like croaks when it's got like an audience but when one person's listening, it's like, oh my god, this thing's amazing. I'm gonna make a lot of money from it, you know. So I'm, I'm effectively the fox, uh, the fox, my ass. I wish I was the fox. Wrong animal. Anyway, I'm effectively that frog from like the Warner Bros. like skit and stuff. So, but anyway, it got me thinking about like, again, what I love about music, what I love about the music that I'm doing, what types of things put me in flow, what types of things make me happy when I'm playing or put me in a state beyond what I consider happiness, like a euphoric state, right? Um, so with me, and maybe these are things that you, like something you can ask yourself as well, right? Because I, I don't want to be delusional. And I don't think I've ever really been delusional I've been pretty sane about a lot of things in my life even when some people are like you're delusional I'm like no 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 I'm not delusional because like in a week you'll be like oh you're right so I'm pretty good with that type of stuff but um anyway and but um when it came to me playing the piano for instance uh I or just in, in in general, right? When it comes to playing the piano, I can play, you know, notes, I read sheet music, you know, I got, you know, to a certain point with RCM, I know my scales, I understand the modes, whatever. I love the theory, I, I do love it, but I realized that for me, when it comes to music, I enjoy experimenting. And then through experimentation, discovering new ways of doing things or figuring out new chord progressions. And when I say new chord progressions, I'm not talking about being like the first person to come up with a certain scale. I don't give a damn about that part. I'm not looking at other people and saying, how can I be first in X, Y, Z? I'm just looking at myself and saying, okay, how can I grow? I listen to, you know, different po uh, podcasters. no. But I listen to different YouTubers and YouTube channels that talk a lot about music. Uh, the one that I've been focused on mainly was is Rick Beato. I listen to Sarah Too Ill, uh, like Sarah the Illstrumentalist. Uh, you know, I, I try to get inspiration, if you will, from those from different types of channels and, and figure out how to approach music from those perspectives to some degree right i'm not going to copy them but you know it's like oh they find it fun if they do this so maybe if i do it my way i'll find it fun too like that's the type of thing that i tend to do but with rick beato once in a while i'll listen to like half of a video and then he does one thing and i'm like huh you know i never thought about approaching like the piano even like that for a minute so then i'd go and play around with it and then i find something new and i find something cool and you know and it's interesting because when i finish playing the piano for instance and I was in flow and I'm in a like I'm just present with it I'm loving it it's interesting because then when I take my hands off of like the keyboard my fingers are like tingling it's like an amazing sensation and I know there might be some doctors out there listening to this and you're, you're probably thinking girl go see a doctor now um, you've probably got some pinched nerves, which I probably do, but this is different. Um, 
in my opinion, just watch. But um, I get that like a, an amazing feeling in my hands after playing the piano, um, especially the way that I want to play it or just experimenting. And then when I do guitar, I also take an experimental approach in many cases too. But I also just enjoy playing the guitar for just playing this guitar sake. I do a lot of, um, you know, finger picking and stuff. So, and I enjoy that, right? It's not about how to be better than X, Y, Z. It's so much as it's just like, that's what I enjoy. And experimentation is a big thing for me with guitar too. Um, and then when it comes to production, production's always been a really hard one because a lot of the people that know me, know me as an instrumentalist. They know me as the person who plays the piano, person that plays the guitar, person that plays the ukulele. So when they, they've they heard that I've been working in the electronica, like, or from a, an electronic aspect, and, you know, I do some hip-hop, I've done trappy stuff, they don't get it because what they've heard is me play frickin' Vanessa Carlton a thousand miles a thousand times. You know, they've heard me play classical pieces like Pathétique Sonata, you know, Rondo. Like, they've heard me play that type of stuff. So, you know, they've heard me play Blackbird, if they know Blackbird, uh, from the Beatles. Here Comes the Sun. Oh, no, they've heard me play Wonderwall, too. Yeah. So, you know, if you play Wonderwall, that you are literally the best guitarist on the planet. Letting you know. Okay. Anyway. Um, but I, I take an experimental approach with guitar, with piano. And then with production, I got in a weird place where at first I was experimenting. And I was like, oh my god, my experiments suck. So I did take the approach of trying to learn other people's, like, like how to do other genres. Because, like, there's a lot of learning that's involved. Like, I can't just stay in my own rut. Like, I'd get bored, right? I got, like, pretty much, like, ADD or something, uh, especially on a musical in it from a musical standpoint, which is why, if you actually listen to a lot of my tracks, I'm not 100% doing the exact same thing. I, I can't fully do the exact same thing. So I, I that's why I say I'm electronica producer versus I'm a hip-hop producer. I'm a dubstep I'm a post dubstep like or whatever because I I'm very broad um in my musical genres and and tastes so what I realized though just in the last like with the last couple of uh tracks that I've done is that I really enjoy being experimental and it, it doesn't necessarily mean experimental in the way that John Cage was, like, experimental. I'm not necessarily coming from the scientific mindset of being experimental. I'm not necessarily... I, I would... And this might be a little weird. Oh, my food is ready, so it's been oh, almost 15 minutes. Um, but I come from the standpoint of... I, I don't come from the standpoint of even Lori Anderson because what I saw with her and like, oh, Superman, like that, that thing. I, I thought it was crazy when I first heard that when I was in music school or when I music school, I asked when I took a music course uh, for music production back in 2012. And I thought this was like stupid. It was crap. You can't call this music. And then I grew it grew on me. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, you know, it was just a precursor. And this was her expression. And 
who am I to, for starters, say that's wrong, one. And two, it's actually not bad. It was pretty informative and impactful, to me at least. Um, but um, what was I just trying to say? That I'm, I'm a, I like experimenting with my music. I don't necessarily enjoy taking the like a, a, a set and stone sequence to how I should approach my song, which is number one, get your kick. Number two, get snare. Number three, you know, go kick, snare, kick, snare. Like I, I don't work like that. I don't enjoy working like that. And it, it makes most of my tracks way more um, stale in to various degrees, especially when I'm trying to copy somebody else's style. So that's why I've gotten away from that. And I just, I'm just experimenting. My last two tracks, um, before the one that I just put out, well, I even talk about this one, the one that I just put out, which is like the, um, Unremarkable Beauty of Life. Uh, it's basically, for instance, this was ex actually pretty experimental and it, it incorporated a lot of what I enjoy about music. So I, a couple of months ago now, back in July, I had the house to myself. So I did what any woman who has, you know, the house to herself would do. Uh, take out her man's mic, the one that I'm using right now, the Zoom H2N, and then get my acoustic classical guitar, nylon string, as well as my ukulele. And on top of that, I would get just my regular steel string named Neil. It's the Fender Sonoran. And I would just go into the living room and put a, the mic on stereo and just play random crap. I do not believe I had any BPM in mind. And if so, it might have been 80, but I, I highly doubt it. I don't think I had a BPM on this one. But I just played some random stuff. It was incoherent and I played for seven minutes. And the idea with that was just to just to play. It wasn't to be profound. It wasn't to be amazing. But I did say that I'm going to revisit it one day. And if I find something that I find amazing and cool, I'm going to try to sample it. So then a couple of weeks ago, I revisited it. And I found a nice guitar part to start the song off and stuff. And... I experimented with it. What does that mean? I effectively took that sample. I put some delays on it and I pitch it up and down. Um, and then I find other little parts that in, in my original stem and put it in there too in the track. And so it, it takes some aspects of using relative electronic sampling and having it kind of more acoustic-y and I also <clears throat> towards the end I changed up the rhythm so I added a sampled drum set of a person doing bossa nova and I got the sample from the converse library right so um I put that in there so it kind of goes from acoustic e or electroacoustic, whatever, uh, to bossa nova to end, which was kind of nice. Um, and a little out of the blue. And I call it the, you know, the unremarkable life or the unremarkable beauty of life, only because I've been in this really weird state where 
I've been very critical, and I mean, maybe you guys can tell with most of my stuff on popular culture. I'm very critical about popular culture and how we, um, as a society, take it. I think that's with the advent of things, and I'm going to sound old again, but with the advent of uh TV shows like Keeping Up with the Kardashians, where absolutely nothing happens, yet people think that they have the most exciting lives. It's it's boggled my mind, but a lot of people begin to try to live out that type of life. I lived in a house at one point where you'd argue maybe it's because we were young, but I, and I didn't like it, but some of my roommates would try to play out what they saw on TV to some degree, right? So copy Jersey Shore to some degree. Right. And I know like millions of kids and millions of people do that with other things, even as they age. Right. And then they they judge themselves and then they judge their lives and they use people like the Kardashians or Jersey Shore episodes, which are just episodes. Right. Or they use YouTubers now having to try to portray that type of life that try, try to portray that type of exciting life. And use those as the like as the standard for which they should live their life too. But unfortunately, they live what they would consider a mundane life. But I'm on the other hand, on the other side, where I actually enjoy the mundane life to some degree, right? Um, because I'm living it. Like that's it, right? I'm right now in my room, recording, talking to myself on this mic. When I leave here, I'm gonna go eat, and I'm gonna go get ready for work. I'm gonna go on the train to get to work. I'm gonna work for a couple of hours. I'm gonna get out of work. I mean, and for it's it's monotonous, but the right, like it's very repetitive. I get it, right? Um, is there anything in particular exciting kind of happening? I guess not. But then again, it depends on your perspective, right? Um, and I wanted to kind of take a weird approach with the music, um, my, with my track, where um, it's peaceful, it's calm. There's a little bit of a change um, towards the end. Uh, every 16 bars, there's kind of something different. So it's not necessarily a loop. Um, I use like background sounds from parts of what I would consider my mundane life where I'm getting on like a train. Um I use a lot of train sounds. I love trains. I'm pretty much like Sheldon from, you know, Big Bang Theory to some degree, right? It, it, with, in that respect of loving trains, but I'm broad about it. I'm general. He's a specialist. But, you know, I named the track, though, based on just the monotonous life, the the mundane, and how there is beauty in that. And I found that the track that I effectively produce electroacoustically was beautiful, Right. It's got a lot of I think it's got some charm. You don't have to listen to it. I'll put it in the I'll put it in here, though, so that you don't have to go to another link to listen to it. But yeah. Um, see, this is where I ramble. But the effect effectively what I did with that track was that I experimented. I did something slightly different. I didn't go in with the same approach of let me just cut this up and then let me put my kick and snare here, you know, I like to experiment. I like to try different things. I'd like to improve on those things. I'm not, I'm a dilettante. I'm a musical dilettante and I enjoy that. And I think that for you guys who might have listened to all of my rambles, the idea is not to just go out and experiment, right? Just know what you like, what you enjoy, right? And that's it. Find the joy in what you love. The, find the joy in what you love. Well, I mean, love and joy, 
Anyway, all I'm saying is just figure out what you enjoy. Figure out what you enjoy with music and music production, if you even enjoy it. Find out if you're a fan of, you know, just having a template or are you more of the style of like just being given like a pretty much a blank slate and going through a bunch of different sounds and saying oh this sounds cool put in like you know figure that out don't let necessarily anybody just flat out tell you this is the only way or this is the way and you should do this you should do that I mean if that's how you feel and you feel like you should do that go for it but I've gotten to a point where I used to like try to listen to these people and I'm like, who the hell are you to tell me that? Like, this is your, that's your life. We don't have the same life, right? What works for you may not work for me, like 100%, right? So anyway, it is 1.23. I've literally got to go in less than an hour. So um, I'm going to leave. I'll try editing this on the train or even on the bus back home. Um, and I hope you guys kind of enjoyed, like, my rambles, my, um, me talking about being in flow, the Kanye thing, kind of Kanye, not fully Kanye, you know, everything I'm not makes me everything I'm, I am, a great song, you should listen to it, you know, talking about self-awareness and, you know, where I, I fit into all of it, being, you know, a shy producer, um, and also just to before I leave I did want to say I'm really sad that the Mighty Sparrow had passed away uh, two days ago at the age of 83 he's a Calypso artist and for those of you who don't know Calypso you don't know music okay I'm telling you that's my bias um because I grew up with Calypso and knowing some Calypso um but yeah I, I honestly say like what's wrong with you listen to the Mighty Sparrow you know get his views up on spotify because you know whenever people die that's what we care most right so anyway um i hope you guys have a great rest of the week or great upcoming week as well uh enjoy what you do have fun with it and we will talk well i will talk soon later